This is a new format for us today, teacher. I'm ready for it. Yeah, we're on we're on Vimeo. Yeah, we're streaming from Vimeo today, which gives us a, I think, a wider range of what we can say and what we can't say, which is really good. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> they're doing a lot of, you know, blocking people on other platforms, regulating the trying to regulate the truth. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. um, Anyway, how you doing? I am enjoying my experience with God. All right. I feel okay. Like, I feel All like right. I'm going blind. Right. I feel like I'm riding on this thing blind right here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. I'm oh my on the goodness. Love of God. The excessive love of God. Yeah, man. This is all right. Praise God. So how are you doing? I mean, I'm you're doing always, good. You're always gonna bust out with so how you doing, teacher? So how you doing, Pastor? I'm doing great. All right. All right. All I'm glad right. that it's uh, Sunday. And I must be honest with y'all, for real. I'm going to be real honest. I'm, I, I really miss being with the people. Yeah. I, I, I mean, as well. yeah. I know it's, I know it's like we, we get to see them. We get to do this over yeah. the internet. God bless us. It's great. But as a shepherd, a shepherd... I tell them often that a shepherd smells just like the sheep because he's been with the sheep. Absolutely. And uh, at some point, you know, I'm ready to get back with the sheep. <laughs> but uh, it'll be soon. <laughs> it's hard, you know. I'm just being honest right yeah. now. It's hard to um, when you're used to hands-on and you're mm -hmm. used to, you know, feeling, you know, yeah. the, the people and. How uh, Holy Spirit moves depending on who's in there and their needs. He can do the same thing now. It's spiritual. Um, but, you know, I think most pastors would agree that we miss. Hopefully, if you're a true pastor, yeah. you miss being with the sheep. I mean, yeah. So, that that is my struggle today. Oh. Yeah. The connection. <laughs> But it's all good. It's all good. Then I'm kind of flying a little blind right now because normally I could see what was happening, you know, with Facebook. But now since we're streaming through them, I can't. Yeah, yeah. So I'm totally um, going to do this by faith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So uh, we're ready to get going. We're ready. Okay. We're ready. All right. All right. Uh, I think the question was last year I asked you how was it, you know. You got along with me, right? Isn't it something That's like that? That's what you asked me last week. Yeah. So I guess um, I need to answer that question, how I do it with you. Yeah. They might be waiting. Yeah. How, how do you, you know, interact and respond and what's going through your thoughts when interacting with teacher, male, slash wife? Man, I'm going to have to go to the book what on this one. That I'm going to have to go to the book on here. The inside. Of the Walker's Mary. I'm going to have to go to the book <laughs> on this one. So, no. That'll be next week. No, I don't have possibly have enough time to discuss that and do the teaching. There's yeah. no way possible. You, you could never. No, this story is being played out right before you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, man, teacher. We had a wonderful time last week. Yes. But um, um, it's real easy how you do it. You you just comply. You You become very flexible. <laughs> Uh, with teacher, um, stay in the spirit. Stay, yeah, stay in the spirit. <laughs> Attitude is everything with her, and um, it's just um, it is truly not a hard thing when it comes to 
uh, marriage, um, once you understand the mystery mm-hmm. of marriage. And uh, Paul said it's a mystery, the marriage, Christ in the church, the husband yeah. and wife. Mm-hmm. is a mystery, he's saying. Not just what you see on the surface, but he yeah. said there's a mystery. Well, to anytime you see the word mystery in the Bible, you're going to need Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So for yeah. me to really have true understanding mm-hmm. of this relationship, I need Holy Spirit. Yeah. I need Holy Spirit to really understand this relation with God. I need Holy Spirit. So you do too. So my, my whole answer to your question, how do I deal with you? I deal with you with Holy Spirit. Amen. Boom. It's all about, <laughs> it's all about your true relationship oh, with God. It's attempting to reconnect. You know, mm-hmm. it is our um, relationship with God that really determines our relationship on how we interact with each other, whether it's within the marriage or just your friendship with um, those that you actually interact with on a daily basis. Yeah. Glory to God. All right. Well, we got to get into the teaching here. All right. All right. Uh, so last week, um, we started talking about, um, and, I, and I think we left off, I want to make sure we're talking about spiritual powerlessness. And were we left off and we didn't get to go back or was because of spiritual powerlessness mm-hmm. there's a blindness and i think i ended up saying the truth be told uh there is a immense level of darkness mm-hmm. y'all came for truth today right so let's get the truth going here Amen. there's immense level of blindness darkness and blindness that is masqueraded itself mm-hmm. as spiritual power mm-hmm. in the church of the living god mm-hmm. um so how blindness is a very important subject in the word of God. Matter of fact, mm. uh, God really hates mm. blindness and deafness. My Lord. And he is very verbal and visible about why he feels that way throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, also, in this teaching, in the coming weeks, um, we're going to be teaching on, I'm going to actually be teaching on the nature of power. I'm going to be teaching on the components of power. Wow. I'm going to be teaching on the fuel sustaining that power. Mm. Oh, this sounds good. That's excellent. So, I mean, mm. I want to make sure that we are teaching in season what we, what we should be hearing right now so you'll know how to apply it and make it applicable to your life. Amen. Three people out there. I really just um, believe, Pastor, power itself is something that always we always need to be reminded what we have the access to the power that God has given us uh, in all situations. How then how to you know activate that power and then execute that power? Mm-hmm. Oh, I I definitely uh, would agree with that. Um, is everything okay? Y'all don't hear any echo or nothing. Y'all good back there. I just, I just, just make really sure. got Pastor. He is really trying to get his bearings together because not seeing the people when they're coming in and their talks. Yeah, yeah. I have to. You feel like he's out. My he's out here by himself. And you hear me? Okay, you know the people are with delayed. you, Pastor. They're with you. Okay, all right. Just want to make you. sure. You got this is live. This is what happened with live. You know. TV. The woman behind the live camera is with us as well. But I need her to <laughs> respond to me. Minister yes, Shamir. All right. There you go. Let somebody know you're there. All right. Praise God. Listen to this. All right. So, man, teacher, what I wanted to do um, as well, I, I want to make sure that 
as pastors and teachers that we are always teaching in season. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of things that are going on in the world right now with this uh, COVID-19. Yep. And um, we're teaching on, uh, you know, all kind of subject from self-help to mm -hmm. self-development. Listen to that word self. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to help you even with that word today if we can get to it. Mm -hmm. um, but there, I'm going to make sure that when we are out here, we're teaching um, in season. It's so important and imperative to the development of, of the saints. Um, we're doing this teaching on power. And I just want to do just a little quick review before we get into uh, the spiritual blindness. And okay. I want to reiterate what blindness is. All right. Um, matter of fact, we're going to go to the scripture first and talk about power just to make sure that we got it. We got some people who may uh, have not been in and we want to make sure that they can get it as well. So go to uh, 1 Corinthians 4, 20 and 21. If you have your Bibles, have some paper to take some notes, show yourself to be a student. Amen. Amen. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 4 at verse 20. For the kingdom of God consists of and is based on not talk, but power, moral power and excellence of soul. Now, which do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of correction or with love and in a, a spirit of gentleness? All right. Man. So Paul is saying here that God is, is not, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. We got a lot of talk in church, <laughs> but it's not in um, talk, but it's in power and demonstration. So we're going to get in there. I just want to make sure that we fall in, we're falling in line of where we need to go far as what power is. And I said last week, um, and I gave you kind of the analogy of natural power. And spiritual power and I kind of gave you the correlation between right. the two um, and it's really intricate and we're going to tap into that as the weeks develop but I just wanted to let you know power is this power is the ability to act come on you can say that with me power power is the ability is the ability to act to act all right it is the property of a thing that is manifested in effort or action by virtue of which that thing produces change. Oh, that's real good right mm. there. That's real good. Let's boil it down real simple here. True power is the ability to produce change. Mm. My goodness. So if you're in a ministry, if you have a ministry, and if it's not changing you or the people around you, there is no power. Because power is the ability to produce, to manufacture change. Mm. So there's no way that we can come to the kingdom of God. There's no way you can be saved without being changed. That's right. There's no way that you can be delivered without being changed. Change. Yes. There's no way that you can actually forgive someone who's done you wrong without change. Without being so what love does, love truly changes you. Not your love, but God love. Your love have limitations. Your love has conditions. Your love, your love has terms. 
But God love is unconditional. It has no condition. It has no condition. It has no condition to love. Love never fails. There is so much here in this understanding of what true love is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Y'all got that? True power is the ability to change. It takes power yeah. to transform. Mm. It takes power to move a car from 60, from 0 to 60 miles per hour yeah. in 4.3 seconds. That's the Bengali. It takes power <laughs> to change. Sickness yes. to health. Mm -hmm. It takes power for a liar mm. to become a saint. Mm. It takes power to replace guilt, listen, with innocence. It takes power to do those things. If you really understand power in this verse that we just read, it will change your life. Can I say this, you Pastor? Um, what I'm, I'm really hearing Holy Spirit speak to you is that um, Matthew 4, 20, and we could read that really quickly again, because this power and love that you're speaking of, and it's God's love, I, I want to help the people with how that should be a reality that's working in us, and not just a, a word. The words that we are speaking now, they are power, because they, these are the words of our Creator that has been spoken. They're just not mere words, but they are the, it is the voice and expression of the person of the Godhead. Minister, so could you read uh, 1 Corinthians 4.20? 1 Corinthians 4.20, For the kingdom of God consists of and is based on not talk, but power, moral power and excellence of soul. Now, which do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of correction or with love and in a spirit of gentleness? Here, God is saying, and I want us to understand again, the kingdom of God is not mere words. That's good. The kingdom of God. This is how we've been living outside of the kingdom of God because it's mere words and our life has been an example of mere words and not the power that resides in the kingdom Amen. so now I, I, I have to use pastor this experience that I had um, getting ready this morning and also how uh, Minister Elder Carl was preparing uh, us with the media and getting us prepped for today. Mm -hmm. And when Tamim, which is our grandson, said, Daddy, what's that? He started to ask him questions. What's that? And I realized we're not interacting with the father with that type of look. We are this, should be this vacuum ready to receive the reality of our worlds to be framed by asking our Father, what's that? Yeah. What is? And so the Father starts to create <clears throat> and help frame 
the reality of what is. Just like when God told Adam to name all the the the, the birds and the all everything that's in the earth to name it to declare what everything is, and it can't be anything other than what He named it to be. And see, meaning that He can't live outside of anything than the words that His Father spoke. Oh, that's good, Pastor. <laughs> The words so when Tamim said, what is that? Mm-hmm. See, for and at that moment, he has no thoughts or no words. Look, there's no there's space for something to now be inserted or imputed into his mind. Amen. Oh my God. <laughs> and when the mind of Christ starts to be imputed into your mind, but it has to be purged. See, this is why he says, come to us as a child. A child come just not knowing and want to know. Yeah. Pastor, this love language, and when we say that it has to be the love of God, he has his own language. And only this language can change a man's heart. Oh, that's good. Only this language can change a man's thoughts. And then you say, well, okay, the love of God, the word of God is supposed to change in the blood of God, right? It's supposed right. to change the man. That's right. So why is the man not changed? Mm. Because the power The two greatest power that resides in the earth is the Holy Spirit and the will of man. Oh, that's good. Oh my God. (laughs) Pastor, this is the the love language that can change. And the will of man, that's the power that you have. It's your will. Amen. Pastor, it's, it's just so much that when you we're discussing the word of God and it's just mere look it's just mere words mm. and it's not the love language that's able to look change and, and to frame look your thoughts it replaces these toxic thoughts that we're having but only the power that he's given you which is your free will to change has to reside to execute the love language. Oh, that's real good. I love that. Well, I tell you, teacher, we're going to get into this thing deep. That's what I love about Walker Ministry is that um, when you're teaching oh. and what you're, uh, God has given us, it has to be in season. So right yes. now, you need that power. You need to have the understanding that it has to. It, that's what. That's what. That's what power and energy does. Yes. You know, and it's funny that energy, listen, is never destroyed, oh only God. changed. Jesus. Real energy is never oh. destroyed, only changed. Oh. So that's a law that works into the spirit realm as well. It comes from your body as well. Your, your, your energy never is destroyed. It is changed. So which is so powerful right now. What you got to yes, you- <laughs> If I don't say nothing else today. <laughs> Go ahead. Pastor, oh my God. It's just this experience, the, the experience with the word that I that I experienced throughout my life. I 
this exchange that you're talking about and this energy mm -hmm. of, of exchanging from, look, the eternal energy that it has to be exchanged for that, look, that carnality that we are experiencing. <laughs> and I was going for a walk yesterday, you know, with some ladies, right? And as I was walking, I could experience, I would say darkness. Because when you are, when there has been an exchange of light for darkness, you know when darkness is on the scene. And look, this is what you're not accustomed to anymore. And when I experienced the darkness, my love language came up in me. And I began to, because you have to dispel any darkness around you. And I begin to really put my mind even further in my, look, in my relationship with my creator. And his creation that was around me start to minister to me. The weather, the trees, the grass, my breathing, I'm able to live. And I just threw up my arms past it and I twirled around and I was just like, Lord God, I thank you. And in my, in my thanksgiving, I dispel because darkness, you have to be aware that it doesn't enter into you. To repel the darkness, I had to now, in a way, call on my help. My God who remains, light is in him. He is light. And I had to call upon that light. I'm letting you know, Pastor, that when a person walks in light, Mm -hmm. That they are conscious about walking in light. You cannot permit any darkness around you. Wow. This is good. It's just not, it's just not permissible. Because of the life that you have exchanged. Mm, that's really good. And I, I like that because that kind of goes right into the next part of Jesus. us discussing um, this power of God. As I began to study the scriptures concerning mm. power, uh, I was amazed in the way that the physical world shadows, you know, our life in the spirit world. Yes. So it's like you're walking around in the spirit, mm -hmm. but the shadow yeah. of that darkness yes. is, is going where you're going. Yes. Exactly. Yes, Pastor. Which is that darkness is attached to your spirit, to, yeah, your, yeah. Uh, to your body, your physical. Yeah. And then yeah. this is why you can go to Galatians and it says yeah. these are the deeds of the flesh. So that works through the body. Absolutely. So this is really important to understand uh, the understand this right here. However, it doesn't stop there. Go ahead, All right. Pastor. As you continue to study the word of God, it starts dealing with you about major issues that are hindering the flow. Go ahead. Of his power through us. Yes. And one of these hindrances or a couple of these hindrances can yes. be uh, attitudes. Ah. Oh. Blindness Jesus. and the teachings. Oh my Lord! So, Pastor. but we're gonna kind of focus in on the blindness Jesus. at the moment that can cause us to uh, falter in our walk. Right. So now. you said attitude, Pastor. Yes, these are the hinders that include attitudes, mm -hmm. and I told you, attitude is everything. Mm. Blindness. This is about these are things that stop or hinder the flow of the power through us. Oh my Lord. So you would have attitudes, blindness, and teachings. Mm. Listen, and teachings that we've allowed to creep into the church. 
Many of them sound good on the surface, but are essentially, watch this, short-circuiting the power of God in our lives. Pastor, you just... Just teach to today. I, I'm nah. a student. I'm ready to eat. Just teach, please. Okay, we're going to get this, and I'm going to say that again. Okay, y'all want to hear that again? I want to say that again. I do. Okay. These hindering hindrances include attitudes, blindness, and teachings uh, that we have allowed mm. to creep into the church. Many of them sound good on the surface, yeah. but they are essentially short-circuiting the power of God in our lives. Mm -hmm. Something Sometimes the most well-meaning people can do the most damage. Wow. Jesus. Oh, he's so nice. Oh. And she's so nice. Go ahead, Pastor. But they're teaching in error. Jesus. Oh, everybody here at the ministry just love everybody. But yeah. they're teaching, listen, mm. in, listen, in blindness. My God. So these are some of the things that I just need the church of the living God to open their eyes to. Just because you, you go to church yeah. don't mean that everybody's woke. That's right. You can go to a church and everybody is asleep. Yeah. There's no change. And you, you imagine, mm. imagine um, God has made available yes. all of this power, mm -hmm. all of this knowledge, all of yes. this wisdom about him. And he died on the cross for you, yes. rose, took the sting out of death, and yet there still isn't any change. That means there's no power. That's right. Because power is the ability to produce change. Exactly. So if you go to church, and, and this is the thing, what is required as a believer is that you grow. Amen. Amen. It is a requirement to be a follower, a disciplined follower of Christ, is that you grow. In the mm. knowledge, in the wisdom of God. So Absolutely. most of the time we come to church. If we got a church, it's not a teaching church, but a hooping church. Yeah. And a, just a shouting church. There's yeah. no growth. There's no change in the individual. Mm. Their life does not reflect the word of God that's being implanted into them. Or should I say yes. engrafted into them? It has not engrafted. Pastor, and then they end up, these type of churches end up producing adult children. Man, I tell they you. are adults, but they live and conduct themselves like a child. You got that right. Amen. So that's going to actually parlay into a couple of other scriptures that oh, we have here. Parlay. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> we become very adept at explaining the way and executing, listen, or excusing mm. our lack of power. Oh, Pastor. We have become adept at explaining the way. And exercise and listen, or uh, accusing, uh, how I want to say this again. We've become so good at excusing mm -hmm. the lack of power. And or adjusting to <laughs> no, no growth. That's right. We proclaim that we want to see the power of God mm -hmm. at work. This is what we often do. Yes. We often do. Unfortunately, as the song, listen, as the saying goes, we cannot continue to do the same thing. And expect different results. Different results. Well, the Bible calls that a fool. Uh, a fool does this. He continues to do the same thing in his life, mm -hmm. but expecting a change. Yeah. It, you can't happen. That the Bible calls that a fool. Actually, it's insanity. Yeah. Is that you keep doing the same thing? You keep meeting the same type of person. Mm. You keep bringing the same type of attitude to your boss or to your job or whatever, yes. and you're expecting a different outcome. But your input. Has not mm. changed. So your output will remain the same. Remain Amen. The same. 
Oh man, I hope somebody got that right. There. Does not meet requirements. Does that not. That would be the eval. Amen. <laughs> Unfortunately, that saying is the same. Yeah. You know. Uh, so we want to do that. Um, if we have, uh, if there is, if we are to experience a new result, watch this. Mm -hmm. We must step out in a new direction. Praise the Lord. Just praise Him. Hopefully, this teaching will provide the catalyst for change. Hopefully, this teaching today will be full of power. Amen. Mm. That will cause you to change. Amen. Three yes. people. Amen. <laughs> if we've been talking about the nature uh, of spiritual power, uh, I used last week an example of electricity power mm -hmm. uh, to explain uh, these truths last week. I did. Go back to last week teaching. We got this is just kind of follow up right now. Yeah. Love is our spiritual voltage. First mm. Corinthians 13. Love is our spiritual voltage. Mm. Oh, well, Pastor, we kind of let... Oh, go ahead, Pastor. What's that? Okay. Just go ahead. Love is the spiritual voltage. Listen, uh, watch this. Love is our spiritual voltage. First Corinthians 13. While a saved mind is the current. Oh, hallelujah. The oh. flow of the voltage. <laughs> the power. Oh, my Lord. Oh, see, you can't talk about power if you don't talk about a changed mind. Oh, Pastor. You can't do that. Yes, ma'am. The saved mind is what now? The saved mind is the current. The saved mind is the current. Listen, that the flow of the voltage, Jeez. the power Jesus. goes through. I got to say, in the coming weeks, I'm going to be teaching on the power, oh. the nature of that power, the components of that power, and the self Listen, the fuel sustaining that power. We're going to get into that in the next couple of weeks. Oh, Jesus. All right. Glory to God. Wait. See, this is how you teach in season right now. So you're saying that the mind, the saved mind, is a conduit for the power. Yeah, I didn't want to use the word conduit yet. Oh, okay. But that's okay. good. Okay, okay. That's good. But no, no, no. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's actually it. Oh, okay. But, I'm you sorry. know, I expect okay. that from you. <laughs> Alright, so watch this. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. Y'all need to know, love is a spiritual voltage. Yes. That's 1 Corinthians 13. Read it. If you have any issue with anyone, anything in your life, any situation yes, under the sun, if you would actually allow 1 Corinthians 13 to manifest in your life, all your issues, all your situations, all your concerns will be solved in that scripture right there. Because there is no law against love. Nothing can withstand love. It bears up underneath everything. It never becomes obsolete. It never takes an account of the wrong done to it like we do. See how our love does? Our love remembers when somebody hurt you. But his love says, I take no account of the wrong, of the evil done to me. See, this is why you can't operate in the kingdom of God in your love. You have to operate in the kingdom yes. of God in God's love. See, this is where the power is. My goodness. I wish you would wow. have somebody. Don't just jump in and leave. This is what you need. If you actually yeah. tagged in, this is what you need to hear today. Glory to God. Listen to this. I'm going to show y'all why you need to have this. Go to Matthew 16. Let's go to the book. This is Matthew chapter 16 and verse 21. From that time forth, Jesus began clearly to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders and the high priests and scribes and be killed 
and on the third day be raised from death. Then Peter took him aside to speak to him privately and began to reprove and charge him sharply, saying, God forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. But Jesus turned away from Peter and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. You are in my way, mm. an offense and a hindrance and a snare to me. Mm -hmm. For you are minding what partakes not of the nature and quality of God, but of men. All right. So what was happening here, Peter was acting on the principle, watch this, of an unsaved mind. Mm. Carnal. This actually caused Peter to rebuke and contradict Jesus mm. when he said, come here. He, 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 the Bible said he came and rebuked yeah. Jesus. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. Listen. We end up in the same state if we don't allow our minds to be saved and renewed by the word of God. Mm. Now watch this. We must always check to see what principle we're acting on. It's good, Pastor. Are we, uh, listen, are they the true words of Christ? Are they the true words of God? Or the principles of the world system? So a lot of times we, we do a lot of things in pretense yeah. that it's God, but it's really just the word, uh, it's just a world system. So what happens when your mind is not renewed, yeah. this is what will allow you, what will allow to happen is that you will begin to operate in an unsaved mind. Oh, pastor. So this is what happened with Peter. He, he was operating, <laughs> listen, speaking to the word. Listen, don't get don't get into the position where you contradict the word of God because you're acting on your own human wisdom. Oh my Lord. And this is how he approached Jesus yeah. in this thing. This is so good. Yes, teacher. Pastor, I just when it comes to I, what Christ did here, he had to not take in consideration of of addressing the flesh of Peter, but he addressed the spirit that was influencing Peter. He did. And he was bold in doing so. So we, this is, this is just a good example for when those who are around us in our lives, when they are operating in an ungodly principle, like it, look, it sounds good. It mm -hmm. feels good. You know, could be good for me, look, for the flesh, from our carnal way of thinking. But if it's not of faith, it's not of God. Right. And he was, Christ was bold enough to address, turn around and to address the adversary. This is a good example of how we need to address the adversary. Don't permit darkness to rule and reign and impute. It's principles in our lives. Oh, that's really good right there, teacher. I'm telling you. Um, he said, get out. He said, you're Satan, you're, you're in my way. That's what he said. We're not saying this to people around us when, when they're being influenced by the adversary. You, look, you're in my way and you're in your way. But we have to see it. But you have to be able to see and live a righteous life to see what's unrighteous. So that good. appeared to look good. That's right. 
That's right. And Jesus, and then, you know, even though he was with Jesus, he was within the presence of Jesus. Yes. Yet he still did not discern mm. uh, the purposes of God. Come on. Because he had an unsaved mind. Jesus. So here we go. Oh, I'm telling you. So this is really good. Uh, go to Matthew 20. Jesus. Go to Matthew 13, 22 minister. And as you're going there, the purpose, he didn't discern the purpose mm -hmm. of Christ. That's right. How like we don't discern the purpose of the people that are in our lives. That's right. This is oh this is Lord, still blindness. Pastor. See, this is still blindness. Listen, of the mind right here. Jesus. So he could not see the purpose and the will of God because of that. So he went and turned and contradict what the word of God said. Oh, Lord. I told you I must go and suffer. I told you in three days I'm going <coughs> to tear down this temple and raise it back up. Yes. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right, minister. You got you got Matthew thirteen twenty two. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 22. As for what was sown among the thorns, mm. this is he who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the pleasure and delight and glamour and deceitfulness of riches choke and suffocate the word. My goodness. And it yields no fruit. My goodness. It is so much in this type of scripture. I'm going to come back later and teach on that whole verse right there. But... This verse shows the results of an unsaved mind. That verse right there. Your actions will be based upon worries, the desires for riches and pleasures, rather than the will of God. A mind choked by the cares of this world is unfruitful, even if you're hearing the word of God. How many times has that happened to us? So many times. Just go ahead and look at that. This verse right now that, that he just read. Matter of fact, read it one more time. Read 13, 22. One more time, Matthew. My Lord. As for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the pleasure and delight and glamour and deceitfulness of riches choke and suffocate the word and it yields no fruit. My God, as I said, this verse is a result of an unsaved mind. Your action is based upon worries, the desires of riches. That's why you got to be careful with this prosperity message. You have to be careful with this. And listen, and the pleasures rather than the will of God, yeah. a mind choked by the cares of this world, it says it's unfruitful. My Lord. Even if you're hearing the word. Oh, my goodness. Even if you're hearing the word of God, unfruitful means this teacher does not produce any change in our lives. If change is not being produced, yeah. then by definition is powerlessness. This is did did you good, hear that? Yeah, pastors is such such a good teacher. And you you give me so much clarity and understanding as to why we as a body of Christ are not flourishing. Mm, mm, We're not mm. in our purpose. We are striving against, and we're kicking against the prick. Um, when you said sown, the word that are sown, really what's uh, been placed in our heart, it suffocates the word. It prevents the word from living inside of us. My goodness. Unfruitfulness means <clears throat> this, that the word does not produce Wow. <laughs> and the word of God is 100% seed. Yes. 
The word of God does not produce change in our lives. So you have to ask yourself, you've been in church all this while. You're sitting there, you're hearing the ministry, mm -hmm. you're doing this and you're doing that. Yet there is still no change in your life. Unfruitfulness means that the power to produce change is not there. If change is mm. not being produced in the life of a believer, then by definition, it is powerlessness. Mm. Y'all got that? Now, let's go here. I'm going to show you something else right here. Go to Galatians 6. As we're going to... 3 and 4. Galatians 6, 3 and 4. What we care about, because we all care about something. If it's not Christ, then what we care about suffocates. We need to really keep that word in mind, suffocate. It suffocate the word of God, preventing you from experiencing the new, renewed life that's born in Christ Jesus. There's another part that helps us with this powerless and blindness yeah. in the body of Christ. This is Galatians 6. Go ahead. 3 and 4. Amplified. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 3. For if any person thinks himself to be somebody, mm -hmm. too important to condescend. To shoulder another's load. Mm. When he is nobody of superiority except in his own estimation, he deceives and deludes and cheats himself. Mm. Mm -hmm. But let every person carefully scrutinize and examine and test his own conduct and his own work. He can then have the personal satisfaction and joy of doing something commendable in mm. itself alone without resorting to boastful comparison with his neighbor. My goodness. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each <coughs> one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. See, this is a very important scripture for us to really have a grasp of and and that's what happens with a lot of it that's what happens with an unsaved mind yeah people have they walk around this is pride amen mm -hmm. all right if you find yourself in the state of powerlessness mm -hmm. don't add the condition of self-deception to it oh wow this is what he, this is why he's saying let a man examine himself Self first to see if he is in the faith so listen to this if you find yourself in a state of powerlessness, come on, do a real audit right now of yourself. Please. Come on, let's find out, do you have power right now? Mm. Do a real honest audit of yourself. And don't add, listen, self-deception to it. They run hand in hand. Take stock yeah. of your life. Scott. Do you see the marks of the power of God or not? Mm. You have to be honest about that. Remember, it's not in words. Got a lot of people say a lot of powerful things, but there is no power. Oh, we're going to get to some places today. All right. We're just talking about a few things right now. Just get past all this Internet stuff. We're good. The word of God is yeah. good. So if you allow, listen, then you need to hear this. Do you see the marks of the power of God or not in your life? If there's room for improvement, you should, everybody should say yes to yes. that. Yes. There is room for improvement, even for the bishop, mm -mm. even for the apostle. Yep. The five soul. There you go. There's room for improvement. Always room for improvement. 
If so, then allow the working, listen, of the Holy Spirit to move, listen, you into a closer walk with the Lord. Amen. That's the only way you're going to get it. Don't be satisfied with the same old mediocrity. That's right. Walk with, listen, as a Christian, as a Christian believer, listen, it, 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 we're calling just this meteor, uh, mediocrity of our Christian walk, we're calling that normal for this generation. Mm. It's just normal. Break free from that old mold and seek the power of God to flow freely through your life. It depends upon your attitude and your willingness. There we go. To yes. humble yourself before a holy God who really knows your condition. My goodness. Ooh, glory to God. We're going to get into it now. We got to get in there talking about this blindness that's going on with the body of Christ. Let's go here. Let's turn to, let's go to the book and see what it says about spiritual blindness. Go to John 12, 40, Amplified. And now as we're going to John 12, 40, I need us to understand about attitude. Attitude in the most simplistic form is your belief system, how you believe. This is what brings so much conflict and confrontation within yourself and with others is because of your belief system, how you believe. Amen. You got it? This is John chapter 12 at verse 40. It so reads... He has blinded their eyes mm -hmm. and hardened and benumbed their callous, degenerated hearts. My Lord. He has made their minds dull mm. to keep them from seeing with their eyes and understanding with their hearts and minds and repenting and turning to me to heal them. Jesus quotes nearly word by word the prophecies of Isaiah mm -hmm. about hardening of the heart of those who have refused to believe in him. That's Isaiah 16. Okay. It's not that God had hardened their hearts or that God had blinded their eyes, but rather, listen, listen, but rather as the author of the Hebrews of the Hebrews said, he said, today, if you hear his voice, harden do not harden your, heart. your hearts as in the rebellion. That's mm. Hebrew 3.12. So they are actually heartening their own hearts by refusing to hear the Spirit's voice. In the Holy Spirit who says, listen, today if you hear his voice. That's Hebrews 3.7. Y'all need to hear that. So it's not that God blinded them or God uh, uh, hardened, hardened their, their hearts. hearts. Yeah. They hardened their own hearts. They harden their own hearts, listen, by refusing to hear. Yeah. By refusing to hear the Spirit's voice. Today, if you hear, hear my voice. This warning about not hearing his voice, which is the voice of the Holy Spirit, is found throughout Scripture, teacher. Mm -hmm. And it's repeated many times again <clears throat> and again. Hebrews 4, 7. Yeah. Hebrews 4, 7. Read that, Minister Al. Hebrews 4, 7. And... As you're approaching there, I have another one here, is that the word of God says, when we refuse to hear him, you set yourself in battle array against the true and living God. Mm -mm -mm. Amen. You ready? Yes. Read. Hebrews chapter 4 at verse 7. Again, 
He sets a definite day, mm -hmm. a new today, mm. and gives another opportunity of securing that rest. Mm. Saying through David after so long a time, in the words already quoted, Today, if you would hear his voice, and when you hear it, do not harden mm. your hearts. My goodness. The point is, you must hear his voice when? Today. Now. You must listen to his spirit, spirit's voice by putting your faith in Jesus. That's right. The more you suppress his voice, mm. the harder your mm. heart becomes. My Lord. Until your heart reaches a point that you will not hear his voice anymore. Your My heart God. hardens and your eyes become blind to the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, which is your deliverance. Jesus. Listen to this. Jesus. You you you, you got to really understand that. You really have to really understand it. So the more that you suppress his voice, mm -hmm. the more that you suppress his voice, the harder your heart becomes until your heart reaches a point that it will no longer hear the voice of God. This is why he's warning them. This is why God hates blindness. This is why he hates blindness in the body of Christ. This is so detrimental to our walk. <clears throat> Here, here, pastor, means to obey. The longer you don't listen to God, and listen means to acquire knowledge with the intent to obey. The more consistent you are and not listening to God, which means obey, to acquire knowledge with the intent to comply to what you heard. You will not be able to because you will put yourself in a position against God not to hear. Mm. You were designed to hear. Mm -hmm. You were designed to hear God's voice. Amen. Yes. Go to 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Go to the book. Let's do this. How to suppress God's voice. That's right. You can do that. Man is powerful. Oh, His will is powerful. You can actually do that. Oh, Jesus. This is what the world does all the time. This is what atheists does all the time. This is what Jehovah's Witnesses have done. This is what Mormons have done. This is what the Zim Buddhists have done. Mm. This is what the Muslim has done because they suppress the true voice of God. So if you can suppress the voice of God, you can suppress the voice of Satan. Yeah. Oh, come on. We're going to do a new thing today. You sure can. You got it? Yes, sir. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 4 at verse 4. For the God of this world has blinded the unbelievers' minds that they should not discern the truth, mm. preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, the mm. Messiah, who is the image and likeness of God. Mm. This is why it's so important. The spiritual blindness of those who hate Christ comes not only from the refusal to hear God's voice, but also from the blinding by Satan, the God of this world. Mm. He has so blinded the minds of the unbelievers that they cannot, listen, see the light of the gospel oh of Lord. Jesus Christ. You said, oh so when you're talking to the world, you, go, you can find out that they're blind. Listen, God will move heaven and earth if a person genuinely seeks to know God, but suppressing the knowledge of God. Listen, time after time, when God finally gives them up, watch this, yes. to their lust, mm. 
of their own flesh. God, now listen, Satan seeks to keep them now in darkness. Ooh. You got to be very careful about darkness. You got to be very careful about not hearing the voice of God in your sin. Because what it is, is Satan is the God of this world. And his job is to blind the mind. That's why your mind has to be renewed, flooded, Paul said, with the light, illuminated. Yes. Your mind does. This is so awesome. You really got to get this. Now I'm going to tell you, we got to keep moving on. Another scripture we need to go on into. Go to Matthew 23, 16. Let's just go to the word and find out what he's saying. Not what I need to say, what teacher need to say. Let's go with the book, what the book says. Amen. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 16. Woe to you blind guides who say, if anyone swears by the sanctuary of the temple, Woo! it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the sanctuary, he is a debtor bound by his oath. That's right. Oh, my goodness. See, now let's do a little history right here. No wonder most Jews refused to believe in Jesus Christ. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees were blind guides. So it was like the blind leading the blind. Yes. The saying, there is none. Listen, watch this saying. You might have heard this before. There is none so blind as those who refuse to see. Mm. Refuse to see. It's true. Just it is written of religious leaders in Jesus' day. Still is today. Mm. You, you tell the church that they're involved in paganism. Yeah, you ahead. tell the church that they're worshiping pagan gods, Samaritan go gods. You tell them that. And what will happen? See, they get offended because they are blind to the knowledge of God. Mm. Oh, I know. I might lose a few people when I say what I'm going to say here. Yeah, speak the truth. If you lost them. <laughs> oh, my God. They was never with ahead. us. My goodness. But you go ahead. God hates blindness. You cannot have an amalgamation of how to worship God. He said, you can't add anything to it, nor take anything from it. That's right. Not one jot, not one tittle. Yes. You can't do it. Man cannot interject into the word of God. You got to be very careful of this. God knows how he wants to be worshipped. Yes. See, if we would just do a little research, we'll find out why we do some of the things that we do in church. Mm -hmm. See, don't do ever do anything without finding the origin, the where it originated from. Yes. If you know where it originated from, you won't falter. Mm. I mean, did y'all come for truth today, or you want me to lie? Mm. Well, I ain't gonna do that no way. All right, Can, I'm gonna take you. I'm just gonna be led right here. I'm gonna take you into a scripture, come on. and I need you to hear this, and you need to find out the origin of some of the things that the church is doing. Mm. This is how the blind leads the blind. The Bible said both will fall in the ditch. Watch this. Go here. We're going to go here. You might not have went here before, but we're going to go here. Go to Ezekiel. All right. Let me show you why we do some of the things we do today. Okay, now. Go to Ezekiel. Oh, we're going to do this today. I got to go here because somebody need to hear this. Go to Ezekiel 8. 13. Through 18. Ezekiel chapter 8 at verse 13. He also said to me, Yet again you shall see greater abominations which they are committing. Then he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the Lord's house. Mm -hmm. 
And behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz, a Babylonian god mm. who was supposed to die annually and subsequently be resurrected. Oh, yeah. mm. Then said the spirit to me, have you seen this, O son of man? Yet again, you shall see greater abominations that they are committing. And he brought me to the inner court mm. of the Lord's house. And behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the bronze altar, mm. were about 25 men with their backs to the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east. east. And they were bowing themselves toward the east mm. and worshiping the sun. Mm. Then the spirit said to me, have you seen this, O son of man? Come on. Is it too slight a thing to the house of Judah to commit the abominations which they commit here? That they must fill the land with violence and turn back afresh to provoke me to anger. Mm. And behold, they put the branch to their nose actually before their mouths in superstitious worship. Mm. Therefore, I will deal in wrath. My eye will not spare, nor will I have pity. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, Go ahead. yet will I not hear them. Okay. Mm. All right. Mm. Oh, my God. This right here is happening in the sanctuary, in the house of God. Now you got the prophet here. God is being led, but he's being, he's being, Ezekiel's being led by the spirit. He said, come with me. Now he even made, he said, look through this wall and you're going to see what they're doing. They thought that they could hide from God in their false worship. See what blindness does. It leads you into idolatry. Oh, this is why the church is filled with Christmas. Oh, I said it. Yeah. This is why the church is filled with Easter. Oh, I said it. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is why the church is filled with trick or trunk. Oh, I said it. Mm -hmm. See, because they're blind to the things. Have you seen such a great abominations in the house of God? Because you know not what the origin of it is. That's it right. told you that the women were crying to Tammuz. Mm -hmm. And it told you that it was a Sumerian, a Mediterranean God. Mm. That the people of the God. See, and then the men. The 70, the 25 were standing to the east. See, watching the sunrise. This is where you get sunrise service. Mm. This is where you get the eastern stars from. See, we don't really want to know the truth about what we're doing. If yes. you're going to serve God, you better have power to withstand what he said is his. Yes. Stand. Who's going to stand on the side of the God? Who's going to stand on his side? See, well, church don't want to know these things. They want to stay in religious things. See, I might lose some of y'all, but you need the truth today. Yeah. You need to know the origin of what you do. Yeah, these are just simply tradition of men. That's right. That's what it is. And he came. I'm going to show you scripture. Don't leave. Stay. Stay yeah. right here. Don't leave yet. You're going to get some more information. Don't leave. The test ain't over yet. Still got some more information. See, this is how church gets started. When somebody don't understand the scripture and they go and make another doctrine and now they got another church. This is what happens. The scripture is plain to see right there that they were in there worshiping false gods. They thought they could hide from it. He said, it is great abomination to me. This is what's happening. It's still happening today. Absolutely. It's still happening. Know what they were doing. Know why they were facing, listen, the East. Know where it came from. Know what, when you see the scripture and it says the, the, the goddess of heaven. 
Notice what, what that is. It's right there in your scripture. This right here is where Catholicism got birthed out of. Amen. That's not baby Jesus. Go ahead, Pastor. That's soul invictus. This Go is Mithra. Mithra's worship. You know, the, the one that Constantine worshiped. Yeah. So you got to be very careful when you go back and study all these things. Amen. Y'all going to get yeah. some teaching today. Okay. You got to get this right. I need y'all to know some things about spiritual blindness. Spiritual blindness leads to adultery. This is what he's telling you right here. Jesus. It's so important. And this is why even when you are, you address or just live your life without even mention to someone this is look what you're into is pagan when you just simply live your changed life it affects those around you and they are offended by your look the truth of your life mm, mm, mm. that's in christ jesus my goodness i'm telling you right now matthew 23 16 this is what happened because the pharisees were blind guides listen to mm. that they were blind guides so you have blind pastors there are guides. You have blind guides leading the blind. And they say that both of them are leading each other to fall into this. Just saying nothing. There is, there, is, there is none so blind than those who refuse to see. Mm. This is something that you need to take with you. The problem of these blind leaders was that they trusted in themselves. Mm. That they were righteous and treated others with contempt. That's Luke 18, 9. We're not going to go there in a minute. And Jesus rebuked them. Listen, uh, rebuked them for this saying. You are the ones who justify yourself in the eyes of others. But God knows mm. your heart. See, we use that oh scripture and we take that scripture always out of context. It, it justifies you for not being a committed follower of Christ. God knows my heart. And see, you've been taking it out of context. And he understood. I'm going to show you what it nobody said in Luke can, about his heart. Me. Yeah, nobody. No, no. You, this is what it said. Go to Luke, <laughs> go to Luke 16, 15. My Lord. You are the ones who justify yourselves. So when you say God knows the heart, you justify yourself. God, in the eyes of God, God knows their heart. Absolutely. And this does. wasn't about them being, oh, I don't want to come out of sin right now. God knows my heart. Oh, I can't give my tithe, my offer because God knows my heart. Yeah. What he's really saying, he does know your heart. That it's wicked. It is evil. Yeah. And listen, no good thing dwells in it. He's telling them, yeah. I know your heart. Go to Luke 16, 15. Go to the book. Stay in there. Luke chapter 16 at verse 15. But he said to them, you are the ones who declare yourselves just and upright before men. But God knows your hearts for what is exalted and highly thought of among men. Watch this is detestable and abhorrent mm. an abomination in the sight of God. Good God. So what people value highly is debased or detestable to God in his sight of him. In the sight of God. So this is why you got to be real careful with your religious spirit. You got to be real careful in how you worship him. And in hoarding over people. This is so important. I wish I can get some pastors to, to really hear this right now. You got to understand that. The things that you are praising. Or you want people to praise you for God. Said, That's detestable to me. Mm, mm, mm. And just our way of thinking. It sure is. Pastor and interacting with each other. I want us to really be aware of how we are thinking, these thoughts that we are having are really detestable to God. And those around us must be able to see ourselves, first of all, before we can actually help someone else in their thinking, how they're thinking, because 
God cannot help us if we don't realize that we're in a, a place of deception, uh, deception when it comes to our thought process. He says, if it's not of faith, it is sin. How are you thinking? My goodness. I'm telling you right now, we God does not like spiritual blindness. Mm. He hates it. Um, it hardens your heart toward the truth. You can't hear when somebody telling you this yeah. is not the way to worship him. Yes. See, and that's what happens because of the tradition yes, of men. Master, yeah. And he was telling them this. He was saying, he said, you're justifying yourself with your own eyes wow. of others. Wow. Yeah. You're justifying yourself. You mm. know, Absolutely. God knows your heart. See, and we take that so, we use that so much and it's just a willingness, a willingness and lack of commitment. Yeah. And, or change. See, yeah. the power of God can't come in. Mm -hmm. See, they're denied the very power to change. Amen. See, this is what people don't want to do. They don't want to change. They want to come to Christ, but they don't want to change. Yeah. Well, but to receive Christ, you have to change. They want to come to Christ, but they don't want to come to Christ. They don't want to come. Not the way they say you should come. Go to Isaiah 610. Go to the book. We talk about spiritual blindness right now, which is allowing for powerlessness in the church. So the church is really powerless right now because we're blind. We're blind. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 10. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy mm. and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn again and be healed. Goodness. Just as in Jesus' day, the ancient Israel or ancient Israel also had spiritual blindness and dull of hearing. Mm. Time and time again, they refused to obey God and instead fell into idolatry. At this call, and this caused God to chastise them, sending them into captivity. Mm. See, a lot of times we keep thinking mm. that it's the devil. Yeah, yeah. The devil did this, and the devil no. It's because you won't hear. Nor hearken to his voice. My Lord. And because the more you continue to not hear his voice or even chastisement come across yeah. the pulpit, you yeah. harden your heart. That's right. Leave the church. Leave the body. Mm -hmm. But it's going to work for your good. See, you don't love them. Because they refuse, watch this, to see. Mm. And um, they refuse to see and close their ears in distance. They, this is what they did. They refused. This is why God put them in captivity. Because they refused to see. And closing their ears intentionally. Mm. They did it intentionally. So that they could not, listen, turn to be healed. Watch this. Of their sins. Mm. So sin really is a disease. Yeah. So disease is really an effect of sin. The fall of Adam. Disease in the body is from the fall, sin, and he said that they could not turn there to be healed. Listen, of their sins, it didn't necessarily say their body, leprosy, or whatever it is palsy. It said of their sin. That's your true healing. That's your eternal healing of your sins. Glory to God. Mm. Hallelujah. So when we refuse to obey God, we close all of our entrance of the gate 
or the portals for us to receive from God. And then yet, in return, we open all the gates that God asks us to protect and guard. Your eye gate and your ear gate. Mm -hmm. So those gates now are open for the entrance of darkness. That's right. I'm telling you. So this is what you can really sit back and examine yourself. You ain't got to go examining everybody else. Yeah. Just examine yourself. Yeah. And you'll know whether you have that power or not. You'll yeah. know whether you have an, an, you're operating out of an unsaved mm -hmm. mind. Jesus. So this is where we're going to go right here. Watch this. Go to Zephaniah. Yeah, this is a book in the Bible too. Zephaniah. Let's go to Zephaniah 117. Amen. Zephaniah chapter 1 at verse 17. Mm. And I will bring distress upon men. So that they shall walk like blind men, oh. because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust, and their flesh like dung. My goodness. Zephaniah's serious prophecy of the destruction that was to come. Not just Judah and Israel, but upon all mankind. Kind of find where we're at right now. Was because of their refusal to turn to the Lord. This is prophecy. Prophecy is twofold. Prophecy is for then and for far off. That's right. His word is true. It's settled in heaven. There's no debate. Listen to this. Zephaniah's serious prophecy of destruction was to come upon, listen, Judah and Israel. You ain't grasped it now. Into Israel, right? Was upon all mankind, not just those two, but upon all mankind. Mm -hmm. There's your far off. Mm -hmm. So your prophecy was right then, Judah and Israel. But upon all mankind, because of their refusal to this day to return to the Lord. Y'all got it. Mm -hmm. Sin has a way of building those who are living in it. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sin has a way of blinding those. Who are living in it. Yeah. And the result that God has no choice to punish the wicked, even though God yeah. takes no pleasure mm. in their death. Y'all don't believe that? Mm. God does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked. That's Ezekiel. That's Ezekiel 18. You ain't got to go there right now. 23 and 32. Listen, sin has a way of blinding those who are living in it. And the result of it is that God has no choice but to punish the wicked. Even though God takes no pleasure in their death. We, our actions allow for another law to be operating now mm -hmm. for to be judged. And it's, uh, as Pastor said, God has no choice. Uh, because he have order and structure in his government. And when we talk here in Zephaniah 117 about this distress, they have sin. We don't see sin as a significant hostile act, a war act of terrorism upon God. That's right. See, no, no, no. We don't see and understand, perceive the significance of sin and what position it puts you in. What it, it puts you in a position of opposition to Christ. 
which then now permits you to be under the law now being judged. This is what God permits and allow, which is also considered to be a divine rage that you have put yourself under to, to now be punished. Amen. Glory to God. First John. My Lord. 2.10. And this is just a few scriptures about blindness in the Bible. My God. Yeah, I got to understand what this sin does. First John 2.10. Ready? Whoever loves his brother, a believer, abides, lives in the light. Mm. And in it or in him, there is no occasion for stumbling or cause for error or sin. Mm, mm, mm. No cause. Read that again. Read that again. Amp it up. I love the word. <laughs> Listen, the while he's trying to find it, listen, let me go ahead again. Many profess to be Christians here in this scripture, but their behavior betrays them. They claim to be Christ. Yeah. But they don't even know that they are walking in darkness. You know how when you walk in darkness so long that your, your eyes dilate so you can still kind of see Adjust. and you get kind of used to it. Some people are like, oh, I'm all right in the dark. No, cut that light on. They get yeah. used to operating in the dark. Yeah. They get used to singing, you know, praises to God in the dark. Go they get used to walking around, oh, laying hands on people and in the dark. Wow. See, you got to be careful with this darkness. Mm. Listen to this. So if they say they love God, but hate his brother and his sister, they are just giving you lip service. Really? Mm -hmm. Y'all seen that before. Um, they're just giving you lip service. And listen, and they will be exposed as false converts. Listen, on the day of Christ's return. My God. So you can do all that you're doing now. Mm -hmm. You can hold in your heart, harbor things in your heart. Mm -hmm. You got pastors who are upset at other pastors. That's right. And when it's time for them to meet, mm -hmm. they still can't meet. You know why? Because that's where you are. You're in darkness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God loves you so much. He'll send some light. Yeah. He'll send somebody with the light to help you, guide you. Mm -hmm. But what happens is your heart has been hardened. Your hearing has been dull, yet you're still saying you're hearing God. But how can you hear God about the cheap people, but you can't hear God concerning your own That's right. shortcomings? Isn't that something? So you got a lot of pastors holding things against other pastors. Mm -hmm. When opportunity comes, they choose not to. Yeah. You got to be careful. So guess what? You can do that for a little while, but that falsity of that mm -hmm. conversion will be exposed. It will be exposed. Y'all hear me, pastors? It will yeah. be exposed. Matthew 7, 21 and 23. Matter of fact, let's just go there real quick so we'll hear it. <laughs> I help you out. Matthew 7, 21 and 23. Matthew chapter 7, beginning at verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father, yes. who is in heaven. Mm -hmm. many, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name mm -hmm. and driven out demons in your name mm -hmm. and done many mighty works in your name? And then I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly. 
disregarding my commands. Okay. See, this is a scripture that should put terror and fear in your renewed mind, in your old mind, that you never want to go back to your old mind. You don't have the renewed mind. That's this right. scripture as a believer, this should be a guide, a barometer of which line you want to stand in when he comes. You want to do because you had the power of God working. You had his name. Mm -hmm. You heal sick. You cast out demons. You raise the dead. You prophesy. And then he tells you in that same breath, I never knew you. You use my name, but you never came to me. You never had a relationship with me. You never humbled yourself enough that I could tell you that you're in error. Or a matter of fact, I'll send someone to tell you that. See, we, we misunderstand this scripture. That's going to, he's not talking to the world. He's talking to the ones who proclaim it to be charismatic. Yes. Pentecostal. Yeah. Non-denominational. Mm -hmm. Whatever way you want to put in there. He's talking to us. So you better be ready when you come, when he meets you. And you have that thing in your heart against your brother and your sister. He's going he's gonna to roll back the scroll and show, this is the day that I appointed for you. Where you could have been free and delivered. But yet, you still use my name. I don't told y'all. Y'all, a lot of y'all know Obama. You know of him, but you don't know him. You can walk down the street and you would know him, but he wouldn't know you. But you're going to say you're in a relationship? That's not a relationship. That's information. So a lot of us have a relationship or a lot of us in our salvation is just information, not relational. Hello. Hello. All right. Glory to and God. And we're not need to you need to fully understand we're not coming at or pointing fingers at anyone. No. We're simply saying what the word of God is saying. And the words that we are speaking are words that we use to examine ourselves. So I uh, just want to answer some of those uh, thoughts that people ha probably have out there is that we do we we do some self spiritual self examination of ourselves. We want to and we should uh, evaluate our brethren, ensuring that we, uh, if we love each other, we would do that to ensure that we all really get to the place of Shemai, which is heaven. And the only way to do that is that we live a righteous life. And I want everyone who's hearing this, especially the fivefold ministry, to uh, really join with us in sharing the truth without any compromising, without. Uh, trying to consider I'm going to hurt someone's feeling or it won't be accepted. The good news is simply that the good news because it will set us free. Amen. Amen. This is really good. And it's right, teacher. And you, you have to, you don't see that as love. And he said he chasing who he loves. Right. He corrects who he loves. If I have the truth, he said, and if, and if I don't shout it to the rooftop, and if you are a watchman, then, and if I don't say what I see, then he said, their blood is on my hands. Oh, yes. So as a watchman, you need to do that. You need to say what it is. It's good, though. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Glory to God. Listen, in Matthew 7, 21 and 23, there are the tears growing along the side of the wheat. Mm -hmm. I, I, I had a... I had a person come to me or a sheep come to me and say, you know, I love God, mm -hmm. but I hate, I do not like the people at church. Wow. So me being a father, I thought about that. Wow. You love me, but you hate my children. Mm. Wow. That's deep. 
Y'all get the point? That's real deep. Wait a minute. We, we're talking about believers. Yeah. We, we're talking about family. Mm -hmm. I, I love God, mm. but I hate the people at the mm. church. Wow. And then I just had to internalize that as a mm. father. I had to take that introspective. Yeah. I, I love, uh, you love me, but you hate my children. No, mm. you can't stand to be around my children. Mm -hmm. But I'm a believer. Go ahead. Y'all get the point? Yeah. I was now, that, why are you, whatever that reason is, let's find out. See, that's not even the people. It's you. Yeah. It's always you. So it's not the person that you need to go to. It's you. Yes. But you think it's the person you need to go to. Sit and talk. It's you. you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Let's, go, let's go to the book. We got one more here. Go to Matthew 15, 14. All right. Let's do it. The word is good. I hope you guys are not just enjoying the word, but you really are ready to execute the word. All right. You ready? Matthew 15, 14. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 14. Mm -hmm. Let them alone and disregard them. They are blind guides and teachers. Mm -hmm. And if a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into a ditch. Okay. Now, we're supposed to be believers. Yeah. I'm supposed to have sight, and you're supposed to have sight. Mm -hmm. But he's telling us right here uh, that the blind, these guides, they're pastors. They're leading people the wrong way. They're leading yeah. them into the ditch because they're blind. Well, it hurts when you go, when you've been in darkness so long, mm -hmm. and somebody flash a light into your face. Yeah. It's, it's, it hurts. It's, yeah, it's kind it, of hurt, it hurts to your eyes. Yeah. Oh, you back off. You close your eyes. You, mm -hmm. you resist. Yes. You try to protect, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. your eye gate. So that's what happens a lot of times. Briefly touched on that earlier about the blind guides. Yeah. Uh, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees were leading others into a pit. They themselves couldn't see. Listen, they couldn't see the, uh, the weightier matters of mercy mm. and justice and faith. Listen, and Jesus warned them. So he says, he yeah. says, what, what sorrows awaits you teachers of religious law and Pharisees? He said, hypocrites. Mm -hmm. For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb garden. But you ignore the more important aspect. The law, justice, mercy, mm -hmm. and faith. Listen, see, did y'all did y'all even see that? He said, this is the New Testament. This is coming from the Brit out of Shah. This is the mm -hmm. renewed covenant. And you still see tithing in there. Mm -hmm. He said, you tithe off of the most little thing. See, we always trying to get something. But in the wrong pretense of what's yeah. more important. That's right. What's more important so is he was telling them that justice, mercy, mm -hmm. and faith. It's yes. of what is of utmost importance. Mm. Not that you tied off of every little income, every little thing. He's trying to point them in here. But I'm trying to point mm. you that tithing was still in effect. That's right. Many people say it's not in the New Testament. Yeah, it is right there. Woo! Glory to God. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. There's so many more things that I could do in the conclusion of this. Um, there is a scripture that I want him to go to. And I want him to hit this real quick. Deuteronomy. Minister, we lost some time, but anyway, I still got more. <laughs> Any particular chapter in Deuteronomy? Yeah, go to Deuteronomy 28 
Verse 28 and 29. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 28 at verse 28. The Lord will smite you with madness mm. and blindness and dismay of mind and heart. And you shall grope at noonday as the blind grope in darkness. And you shall not prosper in your ways. And you shall be only oppressed and robbed continually. And there shall be no one to save you. My goodness. This is why he hates darkness. That scripture is just self-explanatory in its own self. That God will strike madness and blindness and confusion on your mind. And you shall grope. And listen, he said, and noonday and as grope in the darkness, you shall not prosper in your ways. This is so important for us to really understand. In Isaiah 42, 18, God pleased with them. Hear, you deaf, and you look blind. And you, and you may see that they refuse to listen and to see because they're hardening of their hearts and refuse to hear the spirit voice. I pray, you know, uh, that you don't allow that to happen to you. So when God is coming to you and he's telling you, he may not send, may not hear it audibly from, from him, but you may hear it through the priest's word. You may hear it yeah. through a child. You may hear it through anything. But he is telling you when you hear his voice, when you hear his voice, that means that you're going to hear his voice. He's telling you, don't harden your heart. He's not telling you to harden your heart when something is going good. He's telling you to harden your heart when he's trying to bring change, power into your life. Amen. At least three people. Amen. My so, Pastor, God. I understand now why there is so much mental illness in the yes. body of Christ. Yes. Because your sin has turned you over to that. And when you say in the darkness and you're, you're groping and trying to find a way, you're confused. And uh, basically, it sounds like a lot of uh, internal torment that's going on psychologically. And this is what happens. Uh, with sin is because it, it, it the accumulation of it it puts you in that place to where you don't know your path your your footing everything is off you're stumbling and you find it almost now impossible to walk a righteous life because you now uh, are in a state of being uh, mentally in a, a position of being diseased so I truly can see and I can understand past I, I I could see faces I could see their their mental uh the state of being uh, psychologically because of their the condition of and behavior of their mindset when it comes to sinning and to where they're, they're, they're doing one sin is not good enough. It makes you want to to you know just be progressive in the sin. It, it, the sin becomes accelerated mm -hmm. uh, at, at some point to where the momentum of coming to a, a, a stop or slowing down seems almost impossible. Almost. So this is what's happening with a lot of people who are in church and they're they have no change or they yes. see no change is because at a point in their life mm -hmm. there's been a hardening of your heart yes when it comes to the power of god so mm -hmm. imagine it's something that is hard it, it is not a con it can't the power of god can't flow through it's not a good yeah. conductive yeah. of energy or power mm -hmm. so this is some of the things that is so important for us to really yeah. understand 
this power of God. So a lot of times we just see, you know, a person and they say that, oh, they sing that powerfully. Oh, she preached powerfully or he taught powerfully. Yeah. But then there's no change in their lives. That's right. So there really is no power. Mm -hmm. So what you need to find out is what is the hindrance of power in your life? What is that thing yeah. that is stopping the flow, the voltage, the current? Of that mind of Christ. Because that's what you really got to understand. It's the mind of Christ. Yes. And I'm, I think that we can. I mean there's so much more that I want to go in. But uh, obviously I won't be able to get to it today. But I just want to leave you with this. Because it takes power of God to birth the purposes of God. Mm. It takes the power of God to birth, birth the purpose of God. But what I have found out teacher. Is the inability to walk in that experience. At what brings the frustration on about walking in the power of God. Mm. The inability of that experience. Mm. Very little of us have had true experiences. Yeah. And walking in the power of God. Because once you get connected to that power, there is nothing that you that would be more powerful. Mm. Nothing that your flesh could present to you. Nothing that you could bring to the table. That could challenge or even stand to the power of God. Once you have been truly delivered. There is nothing. No temptation that the enemy. No desire that he could bring or present to you. To make you want to falter. Once you are connected to the power of God. See, but you got to have that experience. That's what brings the frustration with so many of us. Because he told you it's not in word. It's not in talk. It's not in talk. It's not in, it's not in speech. And you have to see the power of God in your life to overcome. You have to see the power in your life to be delivered. That is one of the most. Listen, that's what salvation is. It means delivered. I'm delivered from, listen, death. This is a powerful thing when you understand power. Pastor, I'd just like to add, uh, as we're closing, about assessing the power of God and you were speaking on what blocks the power of God, which I truly believe is our attitude, Dude. which is our belief system. And I uh, go back to the scenario that I was using with Tameen asking his father, what's that? And as I was just preparing some of my study this morning, uh, the word of God says, God is light. And I asked God, what is, is, oh Jesus, See, words, again, they create worlds, yep. it creates an experience, it's, uh, it creates your relationship, this is why people, you know, they care, but they don't care, people love, but they don't love, because that world of love was never created. Not the way that God has intended. So I asked God, what, what did you mean by is? Is, is. <laughs> See, this is the relationship. I got to get you back to relationship with God. To have a relationship with anyone, you must. And we kind of do this when we first meet a person. person you start to care about. You start to ask them questions about themselves. What they like, what they don't like. You start to then experience them through what they want, what they don't want, 
how they want to be touched, not touched, all these different things, and you begin to experience the person when you're in their physical presence and when you're away. And then you want to spend more time with the person. But you do it through, in the most important ways, is through the words that they speak. Not the physical action that you experience. Mm, mm, mm. And so is, is, is all the tips. Is, is, be, was, were. Is, and so is, he said, and like we know is illumination, knowledge. And so everything that would ever be is now, was, were. He does this romantic interaction through his words. If we don't begin to ask our father, what did you mean by the? Mm. Hallelujah. In this particular passage, you said you are and you always existed. What did you mean by that? <laughs> is mean position. And we have to position ourselves in Christ. It means that we will always be in Christ because is position you in a space and a time of being. <laughs> I'm always experiencing God because God is. What did you mean, Father, when you said is? <laughs> Just giving you a small insight on a true relationship with God. Begin to ask him, what did you mean by this? Because that's what I learned through to mean. He was asking his father, what is that? And when the father tell you, what it is, it can only be that and nothing else. So you'll always possess and have access to the mind of Christ and nothing else other than the love language because that's been the only thing you've been taught. Yeah. Ask your father, what is this today? Now, spiritual blindness, attitude, blindness, and teaching. Mm-hmm. This is how we have gotten in the position of the body of Christ where we are today. Yeah. Attitude, blindness, and our teaching. Yeah. And this is why teaching is so important. This is why teaching is so important. It's critical. To it's your critical to your development, to your understanding. And you have a lot of erroneous teachings. And that's one of the things that... See, I came out of the occult. I, so I, when I know, when I hear something that is non-spiritual according to the scripture, see, a flag goes up into me. Mm -hmm. The researcher in me comes out. Yeah. And I want to make sure that as teachers that we're not leading people in the wrong direction. Absolutely. Just because my parents did something, just because this denomination did something doesn't mean that it's correct. And you have to put away that fear to know the truth. Do you want to know the truth? When I came into this kingdom, this glorious kingdom, Amen. I wanted to know. I was put between my wife 
and my mother, who was a Jehovah Witness for 50-some years. Yeah. And this is how I was raised, but I dabbled in all kind of things. And my question that I pose is, I love both of them, but who has the truth? Yes. See, and you have to be not afraid to find out and discover what the truth is. See, right. most of us do it on a person. This and that. I wasn't going on a person. I want to know the person that they knew. Amen. The person that they claimed to know. She claimed to know both claimed to know God. Yeah. So and and both claimed to know Jesus, but not really who Jesus really was, one of them. So I had to be, I had to I had to be put to the test. But who do I want to believe? My final destination is determined by who's teaching me. Oh my Lord. So it didn't matter that it was my mother. I love her. But she was not teaching me the word and the will of God. So you have to be ready for that. A lot of us go to church. How many of us can go to church and been to church? Who's on here right now and can say all the stuff that I learned when I was in church all my life? Was that God? Mm, Lord. Was that the truth? Mm -hmm. Not a partial truth. But the truth. And you need to be able to discern what it is so you don't be in that line that says, I never knew yeah. thee. Get from around. Hey, you don't want to be in that line. Mm. But a lot of us are going to be in that, right, that line. Narrow is that way. Yeah. Wide is the road to destruction. destruction. So we have to be very careful mm. and take heed to what you hear and how you hear it. That's right. How you hear it. So you need to be very mm. careful about that. Mm. And then if you're in a ministry and you've been a Christian for 15 years and there's no change and you are still struggling with the same thing that there is no power in your life. Your mind has not yet been renewed. You have hardened your heart. Mm. Listen, God relationship is not emotional. Yes. Just Our relationship with God is not emotional. It's not based. Uh, power is not based on emotion. Mm, power is not based on you sitting there doing all this jumping and changing and, and falling all on the floor and you get up the same way. That's not power. That's emotion. Mm. So you need to determine today. Do you want to walk in the power? Or do you want to walk in deception? Because that leads to idolatry. So much of the church is in idolatry. Mm -hmm. Idol worship, worshiping pastors. That's right. And celebrities. And celebrities. Never understood that one, though. You give me the opportunity to get on front of national TV. My Lord Jesus is going to come out because that's who I am. Oh, yes. They might want to listen. They might want to reconsider having me there yeah. because I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. No. Oh, man. And who I stand for. Man, I tell you what. Because I need you to know him. <laughs> Listen, I want to thank everybody <laughs> for tuning in and putting up with this uh, <laughs> internet thing. But that's what happens. Listen, we will make available the uncut version that will be on the YouTube channel without any discretion. It'll be up there. Matter of fact, it'll also be on our new Vimeo channel, which you will have shortly. Um, so you're not going to miss out on anything. Don't get frustrated. Uh, that's the, even for my own self. But um, I think that it's going to be well worth the journey in the next couple yes. of weeks where we want to go. We want to, again, talk about the power of God. We want to preach in season. You know, right now, me preaching about a bunch of cars and money. Where, where are you going? 
He can't even go nowhere. <laughs> too, so, late. <laughs> too late. The will of God. What is the will of God? You know, I, I got some issues and I got some some things I want to discuss with the body of Christ. I want to make sure that teaching and I are leading you uh, correctly. And yeah, we um, have concerns. But I will bring I will bring the truth to you. You know, just like the thing that I gave y'all today. Go back there and read Ezekiel, and you'll see that that Tammuz and he was a Babylonian god that the people of God would worship in. Mm -hmm. And listen, then he would resurrect annually. Well, mm -hmm. what do we do? What do who do we celebrate Go the ahead. resurrection annually? Mm. See, it's just false light. See, so you got to be able to, but most of us don't go to these scriptures, even though who Tammuz is. Our life itself is a statement, should be a statement that he has risen. Amen. So anyway, those are some Friday night teachings that we're going to be getting into. Yes. I hope you enjoyed uh, the experience with Walker Ministry, Jew and Gentile, the one new man being, you listen, being revealed. The hidden man of the heart. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I want to thank you all for coming and just teaching. just love the cheese. <laughs> it's love the cheese. I hope you enjoy. We got more to come. We got more to come on the Amen. power of the living God. Amen. Shabbat. Stay in the glory. Amen. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.